0: Welcome to EQ Mind's Recharge Your Mental Health podcast. I'm Chelsea Pottinger, the host of this show, and I have some very exciting news. My book, The Mindful High Performer, is now available on Audible. Tap the link in the description to listen to small shifts you can make today to be a calmer, happier, more productive version of yourself. It would mean the world to us. This week on our podcast, I speak to Shelley Horton, a journalist, TV presenter, Keynote speaker, MC, runs own business company called Shell Shocked Media, and is an out and proud Peri Laurea. She and her bestie, Dr. Jeannie Mansberg, have created Don't Sweat It, an online course about managing perimenopause and menopause in the workplace. She's too busy to put up with her peri symptoms, but it's rare to see her without a fan. Today's episode is about the N word perimenopause and how things changed for Shelley signs and symptoms and what to look out for great tips with how to get through it and and what helped her transition resources books websites and where to find the best doctors to test your hormones i gained so much value from shelly's chat and i know you will too let's get started i'm so excited to have shelly horton here with us today on the podcast shelly thank you so much for joining Me at EQ Minds.
1: I'm so excited to be here.
0: (laughs) I love your energy. I love your bubbly personality. I met you at a business chicks event, and when I was thinking about this topic today for our audience, because so many people keep talking about it, this really important topic around perimenopause, and I couldn't think of a better ambassador (laughs) to chat about this topic.
1: I'm the poster girl for perri.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What a dream! What a dream. And, you know, you're in your 40s and I'm in my 40s and you've got great energy and and to be on TV and running your own business and and you've got that really bubbly personality. And, you know, when, when did things start changing for you around this kind of space?
1: Well, unfortunately, it coincided with COVID lockdown. So it was 2020 and I was 46 and I just blamed all of my symptoms on COVID stress. So, you know, hot flushes, I was like, oh, I've put on a few COVID kilos, just, I'm just a bit hotter. Um, Then I got some anxiety and I'm like, that's because I'm stressed about whether or not my business is going to survive. So I had never heard the word perimenopause. So I didn't know what perimenopause was. And my best friend, Dr. Ginny Mansberg, has written the book called The M Word, which is all about perimenopause and menopause. And I had dutifully done a social media post for her and put it out there and promptly just put it on the shelf because I thought menopause just affected gray haired old ladies and it was just that they got hot flushes and their period stopped. And that was about it. I had no knowledge. So it wasn't until I got depression that my husband was like, hey, I think we need to talk about the chemicals in your brain. Because as you said, I'm a very bubbly, high energy person. And I was having days where I couldn't get out of bed. And I think like a lot of people, I could fake it for moments in time. So like I would go into channel nine, I would do my segment, I would be bubbly, I would tell all of the, you know, write anecdotes and laugh. And then driving home, I would be crying in the car and saying to myself things like, you may as well quit because they're going to fire you. You just embarrass yourself in front of the entire nation. So just it wasn't just negative self-talk. It was absolutely oppressive negative self-talk. And then, and I have to get a little bit uh, revealing here, but I have an IUD. So I had my first period in 12 years. And again, I just went, oh, COVID, you know, like it's just everyone's reacting differently. And then I got a period that lasted 36 days. And that's when I'm like, hey, I better see a doctor. And it made me realize that women do that. Like we have to get to a point of crisis before we even go and see our GP. So finally went and saw Dr. Ginny because I have said I never want her to be my GP because she's my bestie and we like we travel overseas together and we drink wine and there's no way I want her to do a pap smear because that's just too much but and I still won't let her do a pap smear yes. uh, but she was just like hey hun, this is not you and Darren my husband came to the appointment with me which I also highly recommend because I was in such a Poor mental state. I was crying through most of the appointment and I didn't really take everything in. Mm. So she was the one who suggested that I go on HRT and also antidepressants. Now, I have been a big campaigner for positive mental health. I have written millions of stories about how there's no shame associated with it. And sitting in the car with a box of antidepressants on my lap, I sobbed and sobbed and. Felt like I had let my body down. I'd let myself down. Like it was just awful. But then the HRT and the antidepressants kicked in and I went, hello, I'm back. What the hell? Why did I just waste six months of my life when I could have dealt with this earlier? And I felt like I had been let down by the sisterhood because no one's talking about it. My mother didn't talk to me about it. You know, my friends. I'm 48, so my friends. A lot of my friends are like 10 years younger because I move around for work a lot. So it's not like I have school friends who are the same age as me. Mm-hmm. And so none of them were going through it. So I wasn't really hearing about it from friends either.
0: Yeah.
1: So yeah, it was really tough. Um, but it made me kind of yeah gave me a fire in my belly to go look. If I don't know about it, there are other women who don't know about it, and I need to be the one who champions being open and talking about it so that's what i'm doing
0: it's amazing and also so honest around your mental health because you know one in three get anxiety and depression through perimenopause and men you know through menopause and it's so interesting your story there around having your antidepressants the box on the chair and the car seat and driving home and crying thinking oh my gosh i've got to now take these and i've failed and I remember one of my really good friends, you know, she was really struggling with her mental health. And I'm like, darling, you know, this is not fair to you. It's not fair to your family. You know, you can be thriving back to your normal self as soon as you start taking these medications. And I remember sitting with her in the uh, in the car and I said, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to watch you do it. Okay, so here's the water. You're going to take it. And she was, so, she was just, you know, in this sheer amount of just tears and yeah. And I said, darling, as soon as you take that first step, I promise you're going to start healing. And you know, within a couple of weeks, like she went on Lexapro, and within a few weeks, she's like, Chelsea, thank you so so much, honey. I didn't realize how much I was suffering." Yeah. And, uh, and I think there's such a stigma there as well, you know, and and it's also finding the right medication, right? Like for it wasn't the first
1: one that I tried that worked. Yeah. So then I also had tears about. <laughs> Then presents don't even work for me you know like so it was all yeah. of that but that's yes. people need to know it's a process and the fact that you have to wean on and wean off each one you try luckily for me the HRT worked straight away and the second one which was Lexapro for me worked almost straight away so Ginny said she thinks that maybe the first one that I tried which was a very very low dose of one they give to teenagers she said maybe that had started working a little bit because she said you shouldn't get the result in a couple of days yeah but I was I honestly like I was like a a wilted flower that just came back to life and honestly I, I don't even recognize who I was for that time so and I'm so grateful that I've got such an incredible husband because he always uses terminology that takes it away from any blame so he's like hey we've just got to sort out the chemicals in your head love that and i was just like i use that phrase all the time now because i'm like that's what like saying you've just got to fix your broken up we're just got to fix the chemicals in your head
0: yes love how normal that is and what a great guy and darren yeah, yeah. and what a beautiful man to just recognise that because sometimes when you're in it, you need someone to kind of take control over it and just go, yeah. to, you know, let's get these chemicals sorted out and get you back to thrive. And the fact that he came to every appointment with you and so, um, I mean, what a legend. I know, he's just the best. And he, and he
1: said he had to learn too because at first he wanted to fix things, you know, because that's a very male thing to do. What do we do? we got to fix it. But then he said some days he would be like, you know what you need today? You need to build a pillow fort and just watch TV in bed. like, And that's okay. Oh good. Yep. But it was also hard for me because, as you know, with my career, I pride myself on my work ethic and I love the drive that I have because I love what I do. But I didn't want to go to work. And so then I started looking into perimenopause and menopause at work and came across some really shocking statistics and showing things like, When we're talking about women aged 45 to 54, and one in ten of those women will have symptoms that are so bad that they actually quit their job. Now that's the peak of your career, really. That's when you should be leading. That's when you're mentoring other people. This is when you've got all that experience behind you. But for a lot of women at that age, they have kids and they have aging parents. And so what's the one thing they can change? They can change their job. So we actually have to look at businesses retaining these women and making sure that they feel seen and, and valued. So that's why, you know, that's why I chose to really look at workplaces and and the effect that perimenopause and menopause has.
0: I think that's so important. I definitely want to go into that and do a bit of a deeper dive there around the workplace. But first I want to just kind of circle back in here around what really helped you transition because I know there's a lot of my girlfriends going through this at the moment and they're like how do we find the right supportive doctor like how did you find one and what also helped you through that period of time okay so it is hard to find
1: a GP who has great knowledge about perimenopause and menopause most GPs have studied for 10 years of their life they are incredibly intelligent people out of that ten years, they study menopause for about one hour. That's it, wow. and things have changed. You know, the the study that linked HRT to breast cancer has been completely debunked. So there's still doctors and women who are going, "Oh, I can't go on HRT." There's a breast cancer risk. That is just not true.
0: Yes, read, um, that whole HRT so, thing.
1: Yeah, it's it to me. It's like the you know, anti-vaxxers and autism, you know, like it's been disproven, let it go. Um, so I feel that we need more education for GPs, definitely. But what I did is I was lucky enough because obviously I have access to access to uh, Dr. Ginny Mansberg, not everyone has that. But if you go on to menopause.org.au, what you can do is there's a drop down called Find a Doctor. And doctors have listed themselves on the Australian menopause, uh, Australasian Menopause Society. And you can search by your postcode and actually find someone who has an interest or has done extra study in peri and menopause. So I would strongly recommend that if you're not sure, because I've had women, like friends of mine, Go to the GP, and she's like, Oh, my my periods are very erratic. And they're like, Oh, we'll do a, a, a blood test. Blood tests are completely hopeless because your hormones change every single day around Perry. And like one GP said to my friend, Oh, you're already in menopause, but she was still having a period. Now, the definition of menopause is 12 months from your last period, and then you never have another one again. So, the, the basics of menopause was this GP didn't have. So for me, it was finding um, getting Dr Ginny, um, leaving the doctor that I I had been seeing because it hadn't been particularly helpful, and um, and then also getting some counselling. So I, you know, I'm a big believer in getting therapy. And, of course, my first session, I just cried the entire session, Um but then as my antidepressants kicked in, I only needed two sessions because I was back. Fantastic. So for me, it was just like it was a safety net while I was still really fragile, and then as I got stronger, I was just like, actually, I'm fine. And I'm one who I dip in and out of counselling. So for me, I don't ever want to be a, you know, I see a counsellor lie on
0: a couch once a week. <laughs>
1: That's not my
0: awesome. style. Um, Yeah, I dip it in and out as well when I'm going through transitions or life changes.
1: And that's the thing is, I know I need them when I'm not coping. Yeah, when I'm coping, I'm pretty fine. So that's yeah. So that's what I do. It I would do. And for anyone else, there's also talk to your friends about it. Talk like my mother didn't even talk to me about it when I I sent her this really long text, very emotional, saying I'm I'm you know perimenopause is really hard for me I've got depression I've got anxiety I've gone on to HRT I um I'm starting antidepressants I'm seeing a counselor but don't worry you know Dr Ginny and Darren are looking after me I'm okay and she just sent a text back that said chin up (laughs) oh my god is that generation Shelley that's their generation it was the soldier on generation the never complain and now that I have, you know, been very vocal about it, my mum has told me some of the most horrific stories about her perimenopause and, and when she was a, a primary school teacher and she flooded
0: in front of the classroom, you know, like stuff like that where I'm like, mum, you've never told me these stories. Yeah, it's 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 unbelievable, isn't it, like what they go through. You just want to oh. give them a hug going, hey, you don't have to go through that alone. No. Absolutely.
1: And I just feel that we need to break that cycle of silence. You know, it can't be secret women's business anymore. It just can't. And it really needs to be something that we speak about like we speak about mental health. You know, it's taken 10 years for us to get comfortable speaking about mental health. So I'm not expecting everyone to jump on board and start bringing up perimenopause, you know, at a barbecue but i do think that in your safe space with your friends uh that it is time to really open up and talk about your symptoms and make sure that you're getting looked after
0: yeah 100% and did you try hypnosis and and cbt as well or did you, did you go so down to-
1: i did a little bit of uh a hypnosis app where that which was just for hot flash hot flushes mm. where which the one that i loved was like you visualize Going into a really a hot day and a really air conditioned restaurant, where like the water's beating on the on the glasses, you know, and stuff like that. And honestly, I felt it. No, so it, it was, yeah, it was. I think that hypnosis has been proven to really help when it comes to hot flushes in particular. That's awesome.
0: They mm. are so back to the workplaces because I think what you're doing is just so important, and this is why I think this conversation will be so relevant and powerful for our audience as well and you know with resourcing and, and going back into this workplace environment, like we're talking a bit about this off the podcast around even just setting up the environment right into the workplace and how we can educate and empower our workplaces more right to help their menopausal staff can we can we touch on that?
1: Yes yeah, so Dr Ginny and I have created a one-hour online course called Don't Sweat It and basically, in an hour, we will go through what is perimenopause, what are the symptoms, and let me just reassure everyone who's a little bit like, "Ah, I'm, I'm a you know 50 year old male. I don't know if I want to know about this." We don't go into any of the yucky stuff, okay? Only what affects you at work. So we're not going to talk dry vaginas. We're going to talk about hot flushes, uh, brain fog, and anxiety and depression because those are the three things that affect women the most in the workplace and there are some really simple ways you can help and it can be i think a lot of uh employers just go oh, i'm just going to throw money at it and you know we'll have menopause leave now controversially dr Ginny and i do not agree with menopause leave because we don't want women to end up being disadvantaged with employers who don't want to sign them on at age 45, because they know that they're going to need seven years of, you know, back and forth with leave. What we're educating everyone else about is make the workplace menopause friendly. So it's, I kind of, it's kind of like, you know, officers going green, officers, you know, being mental health friendly. This is like, you know, we want to, Get a big gold star for saying, you know, you're you've passed the M test. Um, but it's some simple things like having a desk on your fan. Not a desk on your fan. <laughs> you need an a Desk fan. Oh dear Lord, I wouldn't employ me right now. <laughs> you know you've got to leave that in. That's <laughs> fantastic. So yeah, it's simple things and very, very cost effective. But what we find is you need to know about the symptoms and know what to look for before you just give everyone a fan. You know, like you need to know why you're doing it and that we can actually help retain staff, have women in leadership positions and have a bit more empathy for what women are going through because, geez, sometimes it sucks being a woman. We really do. We got the rough end of the stick. That's for sure. And the European Menopause Society have actually described menopause as a hormone glass ceiling. So they're saying that the fact that we have so many women leaving the workforce or there's even the studies were saying that there's 14% choose to go part time and 8% either don't go for a promotion or actively seek a demotion because of their perimenopause and menopause symptoms. So this is a workplace issue, and it's about getting the best out of these incredibly intelligent, experienced, wonderful women who just need a little bit of support. And it can be as simple as having having a desk fan, not making them wear nylon stockings. I mean, come on. Just because you work in a high-end restaurant and you're a waitress, do you need to wear black stockings? No, you really don't. Why do flight attendants have to wear nylon stockings? You know, things like that where we, there are so many campaigns. I know that um, Qantas is actually in the tribunal at the moment because a lot of the staff are complaining that their uh, uniforms are so gendered. And part of that is like, yeah, let the women wear pants for Christ's sake. Like that's a much easier option.
0: And as you're saying, when you get a hot flush, you d- you then don't combust. <laughs> you know, if you're in oh, not
1: seriously, like I've had a hot flush like at a bit of a fancy do where I had stockings and it was like a quite a restrictive dress, and I I honestly felt like the Hulk was trying to explode out of me. <laughs> and then my my hair at the back just goes wet, and I'm just like, look, this is not fun. This no. is not fun. Not fun. You know what, I also just go, okay, I'm at a fancy restaurant, this is all happening, I just got the waiter. I said, could you please bring over a uh, bucket of ice water? And I dipped my cloth napkin in, then just put it around my neck and just went, oh. F- don't care yeah it's just going to cool me down and honestly if you want to look at me and and judge your issue not mine
0: 100 percent. absolutely i love that shelly and you know this conversation is so so helpful and so for and you're right we don't want the we don't want those female leaders and those women opting out because whether they've you know got less joy for the job because there's drives gone like how yours got you know, are reduced with your drive of work or whether they're embarrassed because they're having hot flushes at work. We don't want that. We want to normalize this conversation. We want those amazing women to stay in the workforce. Uh, My audience, I'm going to literally link this in the Don't Sweat It one hour online course to help your workplaces, help menopausal staff. I think it's so, so important. We're going to drop the link in to the How to Find a Doctor Who Specializes in Menopause. And anything else? Jenny's book, is it, a, is it a ripper? Should we all buy that, have that on our shelf as a Bible?
1: Yeah, so for me, I felt so bad because, you know, I hadn't read Jenny's book and now it's so dogged and underlined because you also kind of need different chapters at different times. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. She, I, To be fair, she did get to do a big fat I told you so to me. <laughs> <laughs> and doesn't a friend love doing that to another friend?
0: We do. Oh, uh, Shelley, thank you so much for being so kind and open with this chat today. I truly appreciate it. It's been such a joy to have you on our podcast today.
1: Thank you for having me. And can I just say, I love what you do. I love that you were so open to even bringing me on about this and that we could have a laugh. Know, it has to be like that.
0: It has to be. Life is fun. It's here to be enjoyed. And we've got to kind of take the piss out of ourselves. Absolutely. <laughs> Thanks so much, Shelley. This podcast and the information contained therein is made available for educational purposes only and is not intended to provide medical advice. This information should not be used as a substitute for competent medical advice from a licensed specialist, doctor or psychologist. Thank you.